What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County. It is the heart of Arlington County, right here in Clarendon, beautiful Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode number 76, a big show to get to. And to help us get through this big show, to my right, of course, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, today is October 13th. Do you know what happened on this day in 1914? Oh, gosh. I mean, if you'd given me like 10 years ago or something like that, I have no, I mean, I have no idea. That sort of history, come on. Give me like recent history. I was thinking baseball playoffs. What yep. could have happened? Mm-hmm. Was it baseball? Baseball, right, yep. Right. It happened in Boston. Uh, the uh, I have no idea. Let, let's bring Docs. in our uh, Do- <laughs> Wayme Dox is here with us, of course. So maybe Finally, he can I'll, help us out. I'll give you. Th- I'll give you three different things, and you can choose between these three. Okay. All right. Babe Ruth was traded to the Yankees. The Boston Red Sox won the World Series, or. Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. <laughs> I'm going to go, if it's <laughs> baseball related, I'm going to go with the Sox won the series. That's correct. All right. Although they were called the Braves back then. Wow. That's a nice nugget, Joanna. Yeah. Do you yeah. know who they beat? Uh, Probably I'll give you three options. <laughs> Archduke Ferdinand, Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I don't know who they, they beat. They, Philadelphia. They, they beat the, the Philadelphia. Were they the Phillies at the, the time? A's. Yeah, the, the Athletics. A's. The yeah. Athletics. Well, I, where do you find this? Do you go to Wikipedia stuff before the show happens? Do you think Wikipedia is the only thing for information? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Do you have some sort of... Do you go um, to, I'm really, really you got interested a li- librarian in... trick or something that we don't know about? Well, there are a lot of librarian tricks. Yeah. Um, but there is actually an entire book about baseball. There are multiple books about baseball hmm. um, that contains... Is it the Baseball like the... Almanac? <laughs> that's one of them the library of congress put out a book on baseball that has uh, good little tidbits like this in so it. so is that your source today it was yeah. oh, okay all right well that's uh I, I enjoy your little nuggets here baseball is a big topic for me today because uh the washington nationals are playing the la dodgers and i'm just convinced they're going to lose game five and break my heart and it's going to be a rough day in the Farley household. I should have perspective with a newborn son. I shouldn't get so wrapped up with it, with with these playoffs and shouldn't be so upset. But I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm prepared for them to crush my soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I don't know how. I, I think a tantrum tantrum is going to happen. And I I'm going to a what start, kind of a what a, kind of what's temp- going to happen a temper. Tantrum. Okay, uh, I, I can, agree. I can hardly say it because I'm so anxious. Joanna, are you looking forward to text messages at 11:30 tonight? I'm going to turn my phone off at <laughs> yeah, 10. I think that's a good idea. Um, just for everybody who's who's curious, like Brandon Boucher, mm-hmm. uh, Farley is jinxing the team by wearing a national shirt today. Uh, I am. That's always a jinx. <laughs> you, you never wear the team's sports emblem okay. on the day of a big game. Okay. Uh, so that's a jinx. He's jinxing them. Oh, he's trying to do the reverse jinx with all this uh, negativity, but energy can be transferred. And right now, Farley's putting a lot of negative energy out into the universe. I am. Uh, and proximity to Bryce Harper. He's probably going <laughs> to strike out three times tonight. Well, he probably would have reg- regardless. Well, wait, because wait, wait. of your negative energy. <laughs> can I go back, though? So, But what if uh, what if Farley's going to the game? Then he's supposed to be wearing Washington National stuff, right? Yeah. So you're just saying that I mean, he can't wear the sports team emblem you don't prior, jinx your team. Prior well, to going to the game? 
Well, or prior, or at the game, or the day of the game. I mean, that's what I do. Like literally, all the Redskins. I know you do that all every, the time, every day. I'm and how Redskins good have your teams been? Yeah, you may be on something. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Let me change my shirt here. <laughs> oh no, please no! Oh my gosh, we did not need that. He is now. He's putting on an Asics shirt that Asics Greg just brought over. I want to today. thank uh, the good folks at Asics as we transition from the Nationals talk. Um, Greg came by this morning. And dropped off shoes and apparel as we get ready to run right. the New York City Marathon here. Yeah, I, I did appreciate it up until now. I did not need to see <laughs> you shirtless in the studio. Well, it's your fault. You t- you you told me that. Ooh, that is a I nice was, shirt. I was jinxing the uh, the team, so I am not going to be responsible for them losing. They're going to lose on their own. And now, for all you uh, Nats fans, he has let his Nationals t-shirt touch the ground, <laughs> uh, which now. everybody knows is bad luck. I'm folding it. There's too many rules. I know. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea that, that a single person, their actions influence the outcome of a game that millions of people right. have a vested interest in. That's true. Probably like, the logic isn't very sound. There. There's no logic behind it at all, but everybody. <laughs> some into reason it. I feel like I do yeah. have some sort of influence. Yeah. All right. Well, unless unless you streak the field, uh, <laughs> not doing that. Not going to be at the game tonight. Too late for me. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to be streaking the field. Not going to be. No, at the you game. streak the freaking studio. <laughs> all right. Well, a big show to get to today, guys. Uh, Interesting that we are talking about baseball. We got a big baseball fan who's coming in studio today. It's Pete Sherry. He is the 2003 winner of the Marine Corps Marathon. We had Heather Hanscom, who also was the, the, the 2003 winner of the Marine Corps Marathon. We have a Marine Corps Marathon winner's streak going on on we this do. show. We do. So we're going to talk to him a little about that. He's former Georgetown Hoya runner. He competed in the trials in 1992 and 2000. He also has a business of sports massage and flexibility. So we're going to talk to him about injuries, and maybe we can talk to him about your injury, Docs. And maybe maybe it's just some stretching and flexibility that you need. Yeah, maybe we can all get massages today, <laughs> or maybe we can do that. Well, I've already taken my shirt off on air. You know, maybe <laughs> we should just do some uh, massages and flexibility drills. I think air. we're going to get a massage at the same time. <laughs> Uh, also today, I want to talk about Dox's big weekend, where he was honored with his West Springfield teammates at the halftime of the West Springfield football game. Uh, today, we also are going to talk more about the New York City Marathon. We are going to be heading up there early next month, and excited to have uh, ASICs bring us up there, and the three of us, or maybe two out of three of us, will be running, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Army 10 Miler and the Chicago Marathon were last weekend. So it is prime racing season right now. So we'll touch on some uh, podcast friends who ran both Army and uh, the Chicago Marathon. But first, Docs, I mentioned you were honored at halftime last week. I'm honored that you remembered. And, <laughs> well, you did actually bring it up before in the pre show meeting, but I did have it in my notes. Uh, but you were honored with your West Springfield teammates right. for winning states in 1993. How was it, man? Mm, I thought we weren't going to mention the year. <laughs> okay. How was it with those guys? It was great to see people. It was, it was great to catch up. We had a, a huge attendance from the cross-country teams because the teams won three years in a row. Huge it, attendance? Did you get 10 guys there? Or what, what? Well, there's more than 10 really? people. Wow. Like, so 
there were four four cross country state championship teams, and one of them happened before I was in high school. And they had their, I think they had their entire top five, mm-hmm. uh, which was really impressive. Uh, from my year, we had four guys, I think, four or five people. Uh, and then subsequent years, they had at least, there was another year that they had their entire top five. So uh, they, through, throughout all those years, they had a bunch of people, uh, including Sharif Kari, who, who was, uh, I think, second at footlocker two years in a row i mean he was one of the greatest high school cross-country runners or track runners ever yeah he was inducted into the hall of fame so they they also did the sports hall of fame Mm -hmm. you had people like sharif curry brian carroll who played for dc united kara lawson who's the basketball great um who's now an analyst on espn yeah i i see her doing both men's and women's games yeah She's, she's really good that's awesome joe saunders who played for the L.A. Angels. Mm-hmm. You remember him? I do remember the name, yeah. Yeah, he was good. He, he, was, uh, he was there. Uh, they had, anyway, tons of, tons of athletes inducted in the Hall of Fame, including my coach, who was inducted in the Hall of Fame. Vic Kelbaugh. Vic Kelbaugh, greatest cross-country coach in the state of Virginia has ever seen. <laughs> and so it was, it was fun. So we, we, we had that ceremony. You kind of like standing by the stands of the football game. Mm-hmm. And then just watching all these people walk up, and the coordinator's like, oh, you guys need to go into the south end zone. And But we were just kind of hanging out in the stands until the very last minute. And just seeing all these people I hadn't seen in, in a lot of years, talking, catching up, saw people from other sports uh, as well. And and then we went onto the track, and they had signs for each year, for each championship. So you stood with your team, and then they, they walked around the, the track on the backside and then you walked out onto the field as they announced you and talked about your team. And then they announced each individual uh, Hall of Famer. I think they in- inducted like 20 people into the Hall of Fame. Uh, all-, all in all, it was like an A-plus wow. um, event. I think they did a great job. It was really fun. It, it was too bad. Like a lot of my teammates uh, that couldn't make it, I had a couple people that were running uh, Chicago Marathon that couldn't make it. And other guys just would travel where they live. So that was too bad. But so we so we did that. We did that event. We did the halftime. Then we went out afterwards and and went to like the local watering hole. And then still caught up, had some dinner, um, hung out. I went for a run with these guys on Sunday morning wow. at Lake Akatink, which awesome. is a great place to run. Yep. it's like almost all dirt trail the whole way around, which is really good for me. Yep. I love it. And we went for dinner Sunday night. We took our coach out for dinner Sunday night. So we made a weekend out it's of it. It's a whole thing, man. Wow. Yeah. And I, I saw Jeff Day, one of a, a former West Springfield Spartan who works for Adidas and has worked in the D.C. territory for a while. I think he's up in Boston now. I saw a video that he posted on Facebook. Really looked like great energy. And you're like you said, a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. People wearing their West Springfield jerseys. Some fit in them better than others. <laughs> Docs, did you wear your jersey or your I, shorts? I or didn't. I should jacket? have. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about that. Yeah. I, I just dressed like a, you know normal going yeah. out. And and then I regretted it. Actually, I think Jeff Day was wearing a jersey. Was he? Yeah. Nice. And, you know, yeah, letter jackets. That was that, that was probably the right thing to do. I just didn't want to be the only person wearing that. <laughs> right, you don't want to show uh, up with just with with your jersey on, and yeah, probably a little cold that night. It, it, just it wasn't bad though. It wasn't you bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, did the West Springfield Spartans win the football game? No. 
Wow, they no. lost. Wow. But you know what? They have a, a beautiful field yeah. and an unbelievable track. Yeah. When I was in school, we had a concrete Neither. surface. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the field was was uh, not very not in good shape. So, uh, and then they have like this large inflatable football helmet that the team runs out of. Wow. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. Wow. They and, they must have a bigger budget over there at West Springfield than Yorktown. Uh, impressive showing. I don't know how many of the Yorktown Patriots we could get out if we had an event like that. I'd say cross-country guys, seven or eight. So I'm impressed. Joanna, how many of your Oh, were we school... done talking about Northern Virginia? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let me wake you up. Uh... I'll tell you what. Like, Joanna is so disrespectful. <laughs> like, she's so uninterested in anything going on in our lives. It's, it's uh, so annoying. I think it's just Northern Virginia. But yeah. you, did you, you ran high school cross-country, right? I did. You did, right. So how many uh, of your high school cross-country teammates could you get out to an event like that? Um, well, the, our teams weren't very big. Yeah. Uh, I would say there was probably about 12 women and uh, maybe here comes like, all the qualifiers. Yeah, so like, the answer is probably <laughs> three or four. No, I think we could get a, a good group going. Okay. Yeah. A good I group. mean, the, the, I, I think that, uh, because I grew up in such a remote area that people don't tend to stay there. So they're so spread out right. where I think in Northern Virginia, because there is DC and there is stuff here people right. still stay in the area but it would be really hard i think to get everybody from yeah. everywhere else i mean yeah, th- that is a good point there it is the heart of the universe here in arlington <laughs> oh, so God. you can easily stay here in northern virginia and then shoot your way over to uh, west springfield if if you uh, went to high school there but so, i would say that point. because we were a catholic school and we're the only catholic school in the in our league um we're pretty close so i think that everyone would be excited to see each other well I could only get six or seven, so that's that's impressive uh, that Doc's that your crew was out there. Well, now I'm going to try to get everyone together, <laughs> yeah, just to win. <laughs> so, Joanna, are you going to be that competitive at New York City next weekend? Are you going to try to also win that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I heard that a couple people are making their debut, like Molly. I think uh-huh. Emily Sison is too. Yeah, I'm and you've not, got experience on that. Yeah, so I'm you know I'm going to try to no, I'm not going to be no. competitive in New York. <laughs> Well, you are... Uh, yeah, but what about in this circle? I can't beat Farley. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, your, I like how she does think she can beat me. <laughs> <laughs> your workouts do sound like they're going well. I'm, I'm really excited to see how you do. Uh, excited to see... I just am excited for the trip in general, I should say, too. Uh, awesome trip that ASICS is going to take us up there. We're, we're going up Friday before the, uh, before the race. Don't tell people. <laughs> well, I, I did want to mention that... When we got our train tickets from ASICS, uh, they were labeled Russo Party. The Russo Party, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Russo Party. I was like, yeah, but wait, 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 wait a second here. Why <laughs> oh, is the Russo Party? Because she is clearly the person who's going to make sure we get on the train. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So we'll go up Friday. We'll have the podcast equipment, uh, hoping that um, we can maybe track down a couple athletes when we're there or some other folks from ASICS. But just in general, I think it's going to be just – it's. The weekend in New York, if you've never been to the New York City Marathon, that whole weekend is just an event that you, as a runner, you just can't miss. Whether you run it, whether you hang out and watch or whatever you're doing, it's an awesome weekend. So I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know how how much I'm looking forward to the actual running part, <laughs> but I think the uh, the entire weekend, uh, you know, and the running will be great too, but the entire weekend will just be a whole event and an awesome time. Joanna, are you excited that, that the uh, New York City Marathon goes by the Statue of Liberty this year? Yes. Yeah. I don't think it does. 
Does the New York City Marathon? The New York City Marathon doesn't go by the Statue of Liberty. Well, it's on an island. Yeah, yeah. Why'd you say that? <laughs> because you're making noise, reaching into a candy bag, and and you know that technically, isn't the statue the Statue of Liberty is owned by New Jersey? It's half and half. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. So training is going well for you. It's going well. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm excited. Are you going to qualify for Boston? Um. Well, Jinx. Yeah. Harley's all about jinxes <laughs> today. Like the Nationals, I don't <laughs> want to jinx anything. Okay. You right. notice Joanna's not wearing Boston Marathon gear <laughs> That's today. It's a good point. Um, I think that I have a pretty good shot yeah. if everything goes well on race day. Um, I think it would be really amazing to qualify for Boston in New York uh, with my parents there. So that would be really great. That's awesome. And so who else? The rest of the PTN crew. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> I told yeah. you she hates us. Yeah. The uh, well, that's it is that is a a place to do it. Although it's not the fastest of courses. But that's why I want to qualify that's there. True. I don't want to qualify in an easy Boston qualifier course. I agree. I agree. And uh, it or by cutting off six miles. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Uh, but yeah, it is it is a it is a great place to do it, and you can do it. I mean. A lot of it will depend on the weather, but uh, the energy of the crowd, it, it is unlike any other marathon. So I, I am looking forward to it as well. I uh, mentioned last week I'm going to try to get under three hours, and I thought that would erase the demons of this asterisk, but uh, we got a lot of feedback this week that that logic didn't seem to... That the logic does yeah. not float in the water. ...with a lot of folks. So yeah, that's what my goal is going to be. And Doc's... Do you mean, did we talk about this last week or did I text you? I, I did a run yesterday, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know if we talked about the recovery time on your Garmin, where, it, where like when you save the thing, it tells you how many hours you have for recovery time. Mm-hmm. I did a run yesterday, and it said recovery time four days. No. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I trust this. <laughs> well, but isn't that the recovery time of the next, like in four days, you can do another hard effort? I I think that, that my watch is taunting me that, that yesterday's effort was hard. Oh, oh. You know? It wasn't a hard effort. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was, but usually usually I'd see like 24 hours, recovery time 24 hours, mm-hmm. or, or sometimes I get like the 48 hours. I haven't had a four-day recovery time yet. I thought that was kind of harsh. Well, I, I, I want to know, do you think you can, I mean, is there a chance that you can go out and try to make it happen and run it? No. No. Zero chance. No. no, I can't run 26 miles. No way. Well, no. you had a good run. Lake Akatink was good. I, yeah, I went 10K. All right. Well, Docs and I, were we were on this, this plan where we were going to run every Thursday, and I missed today. I'm sorry, Docs. <laughs> so <laughs> it's sec- your fault that Docs isn't ready week, for New York. The second week, um, schedule was crazy, but next week, I am back. We're going to get you back on track next week. I don't need you to be on track running. I'm running. I've been running without you, too. I know. I know. Well, our next guest has run New York. I think he ran 220 there. Maybe we'll ask some tips from him. He's also a uh, a massage therapist and a flexibility professional. So maybe, Docs, he's your answer. Maybe he can mm-hmm. get you healthy and be mm-hmm. ready for, for uh, the marathon in a month. He also won the 2003 Marine Corps Marathon. Georgetown grad, Hall of Famer at Georgetown. It's Pete Sherry. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by 
2003 Marine Corps Marathon winner. We had the 2003 Women's Marine Corps Marathon winner on last week. And we got a laundry list of other things that he does, but we're going to introduce him as that. It's Pete Sherry. Pete, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you you you, you coming in studio here. Uh, so I, I said Marine Corps Marathon winner. You also ran in the Olympic trials in 1992 and 2000. You qualified for the 2004 trials as well. You were in the Georgetown Athletic Hall of Fame. And what's the difference between the Georgetown Athletic and Track and Field Hall of Fame? Are there two different things there? Uh, no, just that the, the um, Athletic Hall of Fame uh, at Georgetown University encompasses all the sports. Um, it even has some boxing, um, other sports they don't you know, do any, compete in anymore at Georgetown. So it's an all-encompassing, I guess, Hall of Fame. So I was inducted with, uh, I think, a crew member and uh, – Women's basketball, I forget exactly who was in the class that I went in. But so it's just, you know, I'm, you know, like, I don't know, the 270th person to be inducted into. Wow. They That's just awesome. don't really, they distinguish, of course, it, my name is on a plaque under track and field, but it's, but an it's all athletic. Yeah. So yeah. it has uh, athletic trainers in there, coaches, you know. So if I want, if I went to Georgetown now to, as a boxer, that might be kind of a good Inroads to get yeah, into the you'd, Hall of you'd Fame. Be it. You'd have to coach yourself, and you'd be the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But for that reason, wouldn't yeah. that be? And like then a it great takes lady? another twenty-five years after you graduate. You have to graduate. So Allen Iverson, yeah, is not a long con. Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned Allen Iverson. So you and Allen Iverson are probably in this Hall of Fame. No, Allen Iverson is not in the Hall of Fame. He did not, as, as as far as I understand, he has not graduated from Georgetown. Oh, okay. So he's not in the Hall of Fame with you. Okay. Well, I that, that's too bad. As a Hall of Fame member, how do you feel about that? Uh, I was a huge Allen Iverson fan. I, I know. You're a huge basketball fan. Huge guy. I'm a season fan. ticket holder. Yeah. I love, I mean, uh, I remember sitting in a like cold bath with him, talking to him. He was a very nice guy, unbelievable player. He was yeah. fantastic. But, you know, I mean, the university has a set of standards um, that is required. I think you have to be out a certain amount of years, and you have to have received, a, from my, what I understand, a diploma from the university. Well, he, yeah, well, he is, he seems like, though, I mean, he comes back and he's a real supporter of Georgetown, so it's... it's yeah, it's from really what cool. I understand, I mean, he's yeah. um, certainly, from everything I've seen on him, and the, the 30 for 30 and things like that, he's very loyal to um, Coach Thompson and, and, and Laurie Michael in the university. So now you operate a sports massage and flexibility business over there in Reston. How long have you been doing that? This is my, I think it's my sixth fall. Okay. I'm just finishing my sixth, so I think I'm about to start my seventh year. So is it mostly on runners, all runners, a little bit of everything? Well, I work out of Commonwealth Chiropractic um, with uh, Dr. Kulik and, uh, and Dr. McLaughlin. They've been in practice there for about, I think, 25 years. They are the guys to go for running. I remember, like, when I was in college, they were the guys. Yep, I was running. one of their – I think I started – John Troutman and I um, were training here with the Enclave, and um, I think we were both injured, and we went to see them, I think, in their first year of business. And then um, Dr. McLaughlin is still my chiropractor, and I've coached Dr. Kulik's kids. And so they've been around a long time. They are the go-to guys for, um, I'd say, uh, athletic – certainly athletic people in this area. Um, yeah, they have a wonderful practice, and I rent space from them. So they refer uh, clients to me. I refer clients to both of them. And so, again, I'm a licensed massage therapist in the state of Virginia, and then by having that uh, licensing, I can still I can practice range of motion work and flexibility. So any session um, with me usually um, encompasses um, some massage work and some flexibility work and just trying to figure out, Injuries, why people are getting injured, how we can get them, how I can help get them 
um, on the, you know, better, um, while keeping them running or biking or swimming or playing tennis or whatever. So I see a lot of athletic fit people, but I also, um, see some people who don't work out and or just, you know, have neck and shoulder pain from being in a computer all day. So for a lot of runners, they almost take pride in the fact that they're not flexible, but how important is flexibility to a running routine? Um, keeping muscles healthy, fit, and flexible is important. It helps with range of motion. So every time you bring your one leg through the, the gait cycle, the easier it can move through that cycle and more fluid, it's going to use less energy. So um, if you can run while um, using less energy, obviously that's great. It's going to help muscles perform the way they want to perform, um, helping them stay healthy, helping the muscles stay healthy. Um, one thing I do talk about in my practice is it's it's not always about the um, your flexibility. Sometimes it's about um, the um, how it is side to side or how equal it is. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see someone kind of with tight hamstrings than one hamstring really good and one really poor. That tells me that there's something going on. There's some type of um, imbalance going on, and that can be a lot more. I think uh, you know that can lead to injuries much more likely. Um, but um, you know, have you know, having healthy, strong, flexible muscles is always important. It allows you to. It doesn't help you be a better runner, but it allows you to train more, which allows you to be a better runner and stay healthy and, and consistent. Which was my big problem. So when when I come see you, obviously you're not the traditional massage therapist. You said you incorporated a lot of massage into uh, your therapy, but you're not going to have a stand and push up against the wall and do the stretching or touch your toes or those static stretches. What kind of stretching are you doing? No, see, the problem with that is, you know, if, if you're lying on a table and some therapist just lifts your leg up and says, oh, your hamstring is right. right, that's your problem. Well, you know, what if, you know, the calves and the, ha- the calf muscles and the hamstring muscles kind of cross over behind the knee? What if your calves are tight? What if they're the problem? What if your back is, you know, tight and causing... There's so many other issues to look at. I think if you put me on a table, you might say, oh, my, you know, my hamstrings are tight, but I have great range of motion in my ankles. My back is very flexible. Um, you know, uh, you know, the, the quads are good. So it's not just, it's just kind of an easy go-to and it doesn't always tell the answer. So if you were to come to me, um, let's say with a, let's specific a problem. Let's say you're having knee on the outside of your, you know, pain on the outside of your right knee. Mm-hmm. Um, that tells me it's probably the IT band is involved in that issue. Um, so first, I want to help alleviate the pain. So doing some deep tissue fascia work in that area uh, all along the IT band is going to help um, relieve the tension there. But more importantly, let's find out why that's going on. Why is it on the right knee, not the left knee? Why is it not on the left Achilles versus the right knee? You know, what is, why is that your weak link? Is it a weakness? Um, I think I had someone in recently with, with that similar problem. And after about 30 minutes of working and talking and, you know, going back and forth, he mentioned how he always runs on the right side of the road with the crown. Right. You know, like, whoa, that maybe that's a problem. We hadn't thought about that. Okay. So a lot of it is detective work questions. Um, I, you know, I think I've had three high school runners in the last six months in with they're juniors and they're ordering the same shoe. They're not going to Pacers, but they're ordering <laughs> online. And Change I said, Boo. <laughs> when's the last time you, you're like, your toe is at the end of the toe box, like right. the shoe. When's the last time, you know, like, no, I've just been ordering the same shoe from freshman year. Well, here's your problem. Your foot is crammed into that shoe. Right. Now the foot is not working properly. It's not absorbing shock. 
think this is your big problem. You need to go get fit. And they were like a size short. And right. as you know, and shoes nowadays, it seems like all over the place with sizing. You know, it totally doesn't different. consistent. So it's, a lot of times it's question. Let's figure out what's going wrong because the body wants to be healthy. High school kids should, or you know, healthy runners should stay healthy. Why are we getting injured? We don't. We shouldn't be getting injured. Let's figure out what's going on. Is it the shoe? Is it where you're running? Is it your training? It, you know, let, what's going on? So I see a lot of you work on a lot of high school kids here in Northern Virginia. A ton of the elite athletes, including Kate Murphy, um, who we've had on the program in the past, who just committed to Oregon. Who last just committed night. to Oregon. Yeah. I don't know how. Uh, you breaking did. news? Uh, no, I, no. It's a Washington Post had yeah, it. It's, it's yeah, out. she did. She did. She, I think she tweeted it. Out. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, not Virginia. Although Virginia made the final three, I think. Um, but so you work on her. I see her and and a lot of other folks with ropes. Is that, what, what? What is? Is that? When I was in high school and college, rope stretching wasn't a thing. No, it's been. It was. Uh, it, I think I have my facts here. It was a active isolated stretching is a, um, a series of um, flexibility exercises, let's say, de- developed, um, invented is the wrong word, I think developed and really put out on the market by Aaron Mattis, a, an incredible a therapist. He's okay. a, you know world known, worldwide known. Um, and he ended up getting, uh, a, 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 as you know, Phil and Jim Wharton ended up getting involved with him down in Florida. And they have become kind of an East Coast, or well, again, worldwide expert on this routine. They um, studied with and under Aaron, and then they've been wonderful in putting this routine out to uh, runners. Um, and athletes of all, athletes, dancers, you name it. Um, and they're just wonderful therapists. Uh, they were been based in New York for many years. Um, so I, I learned the routine from them. Um, and I've adapted it. I used it with my high school teams for mm-hmm. almost 20 years. I used it on myself. The routine kept me healthy. It's a flexibility routine. Um, it's like brushing your teeth. It's an everyday thing that I was doing when I was running and competing. And it uses the rope is just really a mechanism to help you assist with the routine. You can do the routine without the rope, and it's very you know effective. And mm-hmm. I think only about half the exercises really need the rope. But it's just a way to... Um, the therapist is the best way to um, assist with this routine. The rope takes the place of a therapist. The old adage about uh, you know teach a man to fish, they'll yep. they'll they'll stay you know healthy, or um, they won't go hungry. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's more beneficial for someone like Kate to come in and have a session and and me work with her and and increase her range of motion. But then she can take it back so that she doesn't need to come in all the time, and she can help maintain that routine on her own. And if she doesn't have a rope, you can still do the routine without the rope. It's just, you know, there are levels of effect effectiveness, I would say. So you mentioned the Whartons and I, 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 I think of you in, in the line of, of these, these guys with this new age, I didn't know about Aaron, but the Whartons, Tommy Nohilly, and then you, is this more than just this group that I know of? Is everybody across the country doing that, or is this a really niche, niche thing? Um, no, more people need to be doing it, but yeah. you will. It's hard because you will see, and you know, you'll see some NBA soccer, NBA teams and soccer teams right, using the rope. It could be any. It yeah, could but be they more may than not be runners. using. And, and I talk to kids all the time. I'll say, "Are you guys doing you know the rope stretches? They call it. Oh yeah, you know we do the rope stretches. Well, let me see. Well, they're doing it wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have had. Kids, I, I think I worked on some kids from AU five or six years ago, and mm-hmm. they they were using the rope, but they didn't really weren't doing it correctly, and that's important. It needs to be done correctly. Um, 
So, no, I mean, if, uh, Aaron has had a clinic in Florida for, you know, I think probably, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I remember going down to see him in Florida back in the 90s. Um, and Phil and, and Jim have trained hundreds, if not thousands, of therapists. So there's a whole website. You know, yeah, you can you, go to Aaron's website and find approved therapists. Uh, I think there's a guy, um, like Jeff Hackquist in, in D.C., who um, specializes in this area. So there are therapists all over the country and probably over the world teaching and, and promoting this um, brand of this routine, this flexibility routine. Um, it's just, you know, you, you know, obviously Phil's in the East coast and, and Jim and Tommy and, and myself. So it's prominent here, but I know, um, I think Phil was down in Blacksburg for years, a couple of years and got it out down there. And I think the black, the Virginia tech team still does it. And mm-hmm. so there are pockets where it's popular. Um, so yeah. it just depends. Um, well, I, I know I, I need to do more of it. And, uh, but I've been fortunate not to be injured, you know, and being able to consistently run. I don't think you were as fortunate when you were uh, in your competing days. You ran the 92 trials, but were injured in 96 for the Atlanta trials and the Atlanta games. Um, do you think if you had, and then probably dealt with a number of injuries along the way throughout your professional running career, do you think if you had the knowledge you have now, do you think you would have been as injured or had the same sort of problems? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, I think I got into the flex. I, I got introduced to active isolated stretching and the importance of strength and flexibility. I think when no Hilly came down here in 96. So, mm. um, and then I still had some rough years, but then I was, I think I was stayed pretty healthy starting in about 99. I'd quit running for about a year and a half, I think 98 and 90, half of all of 98, maybe half of 99. So, um, and then I, I, I was pretty good after that. So I, I definitely had some years in there where I was, uh, um, was not consistent due to injuries. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's like anything. If I could go back, I, I would train smarter. I'd stay more flexible. I would, you know, get in the pool more and work more on recovery. Um, I, I don't regret how hard I trained at times, but certainly, um, you know, you, you can't always, um, uh, you know, you can't always prevent injury. I mean, it's hard, right. you know, especially elite athletes are on that fine line all the time. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, just even coaching, I know I would train smarter just after all the years I've, I've been coaching. Um, and just obviously anything we know, you know, know now with recovery and things like that. Um, so I don't know if that answered the question. No, I, no, I think that, I think that, I think that did. And it, it's an interesting to see your career as a stud college runner, uh, what was your f- best place at NCAA? I was NCAA runner-up at runner uh, five thousand meters. At five thousand meters, and you yeah. ran about thirteen. To who? Uh, Shannon Butler from Montana State. Wow! And you ran thirteen thirty uh, just after college. Yeah, just in after college yep. in ninety three. But then continued on. You we mentioned you won Marine Corps, but you ran. The three of us are going to run the New York City Marathon. It is marathon season. You ran the New York City Marathon in 2001. Yeah, right after 9-11. Right after 9-11. It was and that a, was, it your, was your It was the U.S. PR. Championships. Yeah, yeah that was... So I only ran three... Well, I started four marathons. Do um, you consider yourself a marathoner? I mean, you've got such a wide No, I, I wish I had probably... Wish I had started a little earlier. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed... Um, so I, I dropped out of Twin Cities, and then I, I've, I ran well at New York and at Marine Corps. Then the following year... Um, I think you beat me in Marine Corps. Oh man, me. that's <laughs> I think in, in 04. Ooh, don't bring that. Yeah. Up. <laughs> oh my. Uh, I remember you passing me. Oh so it, it did not go well. But I really liked the marathon. Um, yeah. 
uh, my f- passion was probably cross country. Looking, yeah. you know, but um, no, I mean, I liked I liked the race, I liked the training, I liked everything about it. I loved running New York; that's my hometown. Yeah, um, I ran well there. Um, and you know, unfortunately, I ran on two hot days in '01 and and '03. I'm not a good heat runner. Mm-hmm. Would have rather run in, you know. I'm sure. I think if I had run in Berlin in 50 degree weather, I could have run faster. Yeah. But you know, but you ran 220. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, qualified for Olympic trials. It and was, and I ran well in my hometown on a on a big day. I mean, it was yeah. pretty incredible wearing that American flag number um, and still seeing the smoldering. Um, you know, uh, wreckage from, um, nine, uh, yeah, nine from nine 11. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's incredible. We, we look forward to running, uh, New York. It is an incredible day. Have you run New York? We run New York. A, a Have you run times. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Run, run New York. And it is, it is amazing. Uh, and, and all three of us has actually have run New York and we're looking forward to going there again next month. Uh, but a lot of our listeners are marathoners. So, you know, they're, they are consistently, and we hear a lot of this in, at the store, they're consistently injured and they are looking for that magical bullet, that, 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 whatever that is, uh, what would you, what, what advice do you give as a, as a, uh, you know, professional in the, in the field and also a former elite runner, what advice do you give to early first time marathoners? Um, one couple pieces of advice I give, um, I'd say two main things are um, you have to ask yourself, do you want to run well at a certain race or do you want to run well in the marathon? Right. And you have to be willing to um, come to terms with that. So the problem that several people run into is, you know, they've decided to run the Dublin marathon in the fall and they live here in DC and they've gotten their ticket. And they've called their friends in Dublin, and they've got their hotel rooms, and they've paid everything, and they've invested three, four, five thousand dollars into this big trip. They've got a trip planned afterwards, and now it's two or three weeks out, and they start to get a little Achilles a problem. Right. Well, well, I, I got to do this marathon. I've signed up for it, and and I can't not run. So they end up forcing it and, and running through injuries because they've made such a big commitment and maybe 20 weeks of training and they've joined a, 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 you know, a training group and they've invested all this time and money to run well in this, on this specific day. And that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell people all the time, you have to decide if, if you want to just finish the race, then, you know, you have to be smart and maybe, you know, and take some time off and be willing to just go there and not perform well, but at least be healthy. The last thing you want to do is fly over to Dublin and have to drop out. Right. You know, and, and that just ruins your whole trip. So, or, you know, are you willing to, I just want to run well in the marathon. I've signed up for New York and you know what? I'm really fit right now. I'm just going to change my mind and run Scranton or I'm I'm a little sick. I'm not ready to go. I'm going to pull the plug on New York. I'm going to wait three or four weeks. I'm going to go to Watertown, you know, or some other race because I want to run well in that race. And that's tough. And when people invest in a destination marathon, they don't always make good choices. That's good. I think that's, that's very good advice. I think the for me, I know the best marathon I ran was when it wasn't a whole big event. It was just going out and doing sure. doing one when I felt like I was yeah. fit. When I was running for Coach Sensowitz, and he said, "You got to go do a marathon now." Yeah, you're ready and to go, marathon. absolutely, and, and let's go. And so, you know, there are times where you know people have invested, let's say, twenty weeks of training after about seventeen or eighteen, they're really fit. They may be better off running right then than waiting another three weeks and pushing through. And all of a sudden, now they get hurt or sick and 
you know, athletes, you know, they get into Boston and they, they want to run Boston and then they get sick two weeks before. And it's probably not a good idea to compete when you've been sick for two weeks, but they've invested that time and effort and they want to run Boston. So they go out and run and it doesn't go well. And then they wonder why, well, you were sick. So right. maybe you should have just scrapped it and found another race a couple of weeks later. Um, so that's one issue that people run into. Um, the other Advice, and I've been giving this for I don't know, 10, 15 years, is don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Especially those last couple of weeks, and I have been guilty of this. Right. Those last two weeks, you know, if you've got a full-time job and you're training hard and all of a sudden now, those last two weeks you're backing off and you have all this free time, you're like, well, maybe I'll just, I don't know, my friend's going for a bike ride. I'll go for a bike ride with them, a 30-mile bike ride because I don't have a run today. Right. And then all of a sudden your Achilles gets sore because you were on a bike that you weren't fit for and you borrowed it. And next, then you try to run through it because you've got a workout on Tuesday. And next thing you know, you're injured because what I would call you did something stupid. Right. So, and I'm guilty. I, believe me, I, I've done tons of stuff. Um, you have extra time. I mean, I know people who, uh, you know, uh, saw this great supplement, all of a sudden they start taking it 10 days out because they think it'll help them on race day. Well, your body's not ready for it. Or you go to the, or you, yeah. can I talk, I, yeah. I, I can, yeah. talk, I know who you're talking about because yeah. I use that. Yeah. Well, Heather yeah, we, yeah, we, we talked we, to her yeah, last week. She yeah. talked okay. about the socks. And I'm the glad trials. she did because I've used yeah, that as yeah. an example. Yeah. Um, that is a great example. And I, I feel bad for Heather on that day, yeah. but, um, so, you know, go to the, they, they walk around the expo for five hours, then they go to the, the pasta dinner and they've, they've been out of their routine and they've done something that they're not used to doing. And, or, oh, I'm supposed to have pasta, so I'll have gnocchi. Well, they've never had gnocchi before in their life and now their <laughs> stomach bothers them. So those are things that I tell people all the time, don't do anything stupid. Right. And they laugh at first, then they're like, you know what, actually, that's pretty good advice. Yeah, that is, that is good advice. Well, Father, do you find it hard to not do something stupid, though? I, I do find it hard. Because <laughs> I always do something stupid. Inevitably, uh, any pe- many people do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think, I and yeah. I know the story we're talking about with Heather. I mean, that's a, a great example. And I've yeah. done, I mean, we've all done it. Right. You know, but you have to tell yourself, is this the wisest thing to do? Is this going to help me run better in that marathon? Or, you know, training has gone well for 20 weeks. Why change things those last week or two? Just stay consistent. Look at the marathon as just another just another run and yep. you know you'll do fine all right pete you've been a long time coach at uh, a couple of high schools here mclean high school here in northern virginia joanna hates northern virginia well, you, talk you, so you did and, your research that and, goes way and, back yeah mclean high school you were at herndon high school for a number of years not coaching high school now no this is my first year now yeah, what's coaching. going on why why not uh so i uh i stepped down i was i have been head cross country and track coach at herndon since 2000 and fall of 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I told the athletic director last spring that I didn't, did not, uh, I was not planning on re- returning. Re- yeah. Returning yeah. in the fall of 2016. Um, but I would like to maybe come back and help maybe part-time uh, track. I just did not have time to be head coach anymore. Right. And I thought it was best. Just because your your business and all. Uh, the business. Um, the you know I have a daughter who's a senior in high school, so we're doing the college thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the time changed last year. Um, Fairfax County starting an hour later. Um, and so practice would go later, but not everyone's life went later. So things, you know, they had, you know, a clarinet lesson at six o'clock they've had for three years. And now instead of having an hour in between that, they only have a half an hour. Mm -hmm. And, um, I I had things to go to and, and buses started later now more traffic. So everything just got pushed back and I felt rushed the entire year and that's no way to coach. 
Um, so I just thought it'd be easier just to step away and, you know, hopefully help out in the, in the winter a little bit, but it, being a head coach is, is it's a lot, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of responsibility and time consuming. Yeah. And, and I wanted to devote more time to my, uh, therapy practice. Well, he was one of the, the, the best in the, in the Northern region and docs claims, and I want your opinion on this. Better agree with me. Yeah. That Vic Killball is the, what'd you call him? The greatest coach, greatest cross country coach the state of Virginia has ever seen, ever seen. What do you think? How do you, how do you feel I'm, about that? Um, I mean, there's a lot of no, great no, no, that's in, it. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that. I know yeah, Vic. Yeah. He's excellent. Um, yeah. He gave me some great advice when I first started, started out. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how you determine the great. I mean, I don't know who did he beat, who did he beat in the finals? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, there are some classic names. Uh, the guy I worked for, uh, Mike Mahoney, wonderful yeah. coach. Um, Dave Davis, who was at Georgetown, Georgetown with me, Ron Paul. Helmer. Yeah. Um, uh, Pat Henner, all I mean, good Georgetown connections right there. Wonderful state of Virginia coaches. Matt Ryan at, at used to be a TJ. TJ, did an unbelievable job. So, I, I agree. There's there's a lot yeah. of great coaches in the state of Virginia. Yep. That yeah. just makes uh, Vic Kelba's accomplishment <laughs> of being the greatest of yeah. the greats uh, uh, so much greater. Pete Sherry, he was you know he was one. And, of and the you'll greats. still everyone's you'll go to a meet and you'll see Vic ha- hanging out in the corner. He's still yeah, hanging around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's a fan great. of the sport. Yeah, yeah he's wonderful. Yeah, so there has been. I mean, I I, I think you're kind of joking, but not really. I mean, no, I'm serious. Been, there has been an unbelievable. I mean, it's great that you feel that yeah, way too. Yeah. I mean, you sh- that's how you should feel about your coach. Yeah. I hope my kids would argue with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I hope so. There, there has been an unbelievable amount. For their of- sake, I hope they don't try to argue <laughs> with me. <laughs> there, there, there's been an unbelievable- one of my athletes is a ranger in, a, in the Marine side. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> might take you down, Rock. Sorry. Uh, but you know, there's there's been an unbelievable amount of good runners coming through, uh, and you've seen them all uh, from Alan Webb to Drew Hunter to now Kate Murphy. Uh, you must not forget to, Sharif and Sharif, who yeah, yes, who thank you. We talked about yes, it. No, absolutely. Yeah. He, he was the best I've ever seen until I saw yeah. Alan. Yep. Uh, so you know, a ton of stud runners from this area. Now Kate Murphy is is right up there with the best, and I'm probably missing a ton of them. But you know, I just named like his boy Chris Banks. Chris Chris Banks, uh, yeah. There's 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 a. I mean, Chris Banks is great, and I know he listens to the show, <laughs> so I'm not going to disparage him. But he isn't the same as Alan Webb or no. Sharif Kareem. I think he has the Strava record at Akatink Lake. <laughs> right, whatever, that's fine. But I wanted to ask you about Kate Murphy and your trip to Eugene. So you went out to Eugene, and you are her therapist. How was the trip there? So yeah, she sees me for. Um, you know, the, the therapy sessions. Um, and uh, so I've been, I think, working with her now uh, two years, I think, since she was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a great trip. I mean, obviously, she's an incredible athlete. Uh, I, I do not coach her, yeah. you know, uh, but I do, I, I offer some advice. And um, I definitely, and I, I talk with Coach Mangan a lot, and he's asked me questions just because of, you know, being at the trials and been a former, you know, uh, I guess elite runner, if you want to call it. Sure. That. Um, so I just, you know, I, I mean, the therapy sessions we talk about training and lots of things, and um, so I, I did put in her in her head when she ran. I think four thirteen as a junior. I just kind of put in the back of her mind, you should start thinking about the Olympic trials a year later. Wow. Um, because you don't want to have to start thinking about it in May. Right. So at least put it on your calendar um, and just kind of put it on your wall, tuck it away, but at least think about it so that if you get to a situation where you're going to be close, there's a plan in place uh, of meets you can go to and, and booking hotel rooms and all things like that. You can always cancel and change your mind if it doesn't happen. Did I think she was going to qualify? I thought it was going to be close. Mm-hmm. She ran, again, 413 as a junior. 
I talked with Coach Gagliano a little bit, got some advice from him and Coach Sensiewicz, and they both felt, yeah, she should absolutely think about the trials. I didn't want to push it upon her. And they both agreed, no, if, if, you know, if you're going to be close, you should think about it and you should go. Um, and talking with Gags, it would take about 4.10 probably to get in. I never thought she could would run 4.07. Um, but I thought she was capable of running 4.10, 4.11 and, and getting in. Um, it was just a matter of finding the right races. Um, so, And I talked with Coach Manigan about that and trying to find out which race is going to be good and just getting a good feel for that and knowing what's going to be set up and talked with Gags and just trying to find – because as you know, it's all about finding the right race. Absolutely. And that's it. When you're right. not – good enough to push the pace um, or, you know, run that time anytime you want. You need to be in a race that goes 407 so you could get dragged through. At least I thought. Turns out <laughs> she was she good enough. It. Yeah. yeah. So she runs, um, goes up to Boston, wins that race, runs 407. I think it was paced, which did help. And before that, she had run. I, I, helped, I went with her up to Philadelphia, and I think she ran 410, 411 up there. Um, and that was the first race she had been in with a real rabbit. Um, and I think she was a little frustrated. She thought she could get it then. And I had told her, I said, I, I, you're not going to get it the first time. But second or third, that's when you get it. You want that first time just to feel what it's like to go through that fast and be on pace. Right. So anyway, so she qualifies, gets uh, the auto, not the auto, but at least very high up. So um, her uh, family uh, flew, paid for my expenses, flew me out to the trials. Wow. Uh, I, I stayed with um, my former teammate and roommate. Uh, John Traum and I, I bummed a room off of Coach Gagliano's nice. group. So, yeah, 25 years. I roomed with him at the 92 trials, and now 25 <laughs> really? years later. That's awesome. Yeah, That's now cool. I'm back rooming. <laughs> so it was weird. I'm, you know, in the lobby with Troutman, Noel, and Gagliano, Coach Gag. So it was. Um, That's a flashback, man. Yeah, That's and awesome. I, I don't think I had been to the U.S. Championships probably since 2003 when I had last yeah. competed. So. It was fun to get out there. It was fun to. I had not been to Eugene for a long time, so I got some runs uh, with you know some people I hadn't seen in a while. Saw some coaches I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, spent a lot of time with Gags and his group, and uh, worked on her a couple times. Went for a run with her, and just kind of walked her through some things and some advice. Helped her with, in the media area a little bit because um, I actually couldn't get in to watch her. I didn't have that kind of pass, so right. um, I hung out actually in the media area when she was done and walked through and. You know, she's 16, and they're all of a sudden they're hammering her with questions. So I just made sure that you know they were all fair questions. And when she was done, kind of whisked her out of the way so that she didn't she worried about her next race and warming down and things like that because her coaches and parents couldn't get back there. So I was just kind of helping her out. Well, it's it's interesting that that these athletes and you mentioned she's 16. I mean, to run with professional, I feel like she trains like a professional. She's got you as a therapist. She's, you know, Coach Mangan was on our show and talked about how much sleep she's getting a night. I just she's I mean, in the weight room all the weight time. Weight room all the time. Yeah. There's a, she's doing all the little things. So the yep. 407 isn't by accident. And I just feel like when we were running in high school for Coach Kelball or Coach Striper, if you ran for Coach, coach Sherry and your Coach Hauser in Horse Greeley High School, and, and who was your coach, uh, uh, Joanna? Mr. Corcoran. Mr. Corcoran. Uh, Pope John. Pope John up in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you you just aren't. Yeah, we just weren't doing those things. But that's what it takes now, which is crazy to me that these kids are doing these things that a professional would do. And she had a chance to be a professional, but you mentioned earlier she's going to Eugene. So it's... Uh, uh, yeah, and the wonderful thing, wonderful thing about Kate is that she does all the right things, uh, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. And uh, I commend her for doing all the right things. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think one time she you know, t- 
texted me at about an, confirming an appointment and it was, you know, KK, peace out. <laughs> so yeah. she can easily go from, um, you know, elite uh, professional on a level of professional athletes and racing against Jenny Simpson and um, and then turning around and being a high school girl, right. which is um, how it should be. And yeah. uh, and so I think she has a great balance in her life. And um, she's running. She runs relay. She'll run the four by four. She'll double. She'll triple. She'll do whatever her coaches ask of her. Um, I can tell she's a great teammate. You know, she'll move hurdles and go get the Gatorade and do whatever, you know, she's asked to do. Um, but at the same time, then she makes sure she gets her sleep and yeah. she eats well and, you know, she does all the right things. And yeah. she's not the only one out there. I mean, there are a lot of kids doing that. A lot of her teammates are you yeah, know, doing it's all a the right things. A different, different world. Yep. So how can we find you? Are you on the web? Are you on Twitter, Facebook? Yeah, I'm on all those. Okay. Uh, my office is... Um, it's it's at it's inside of Commonwealth Chiropractic in Reston. Um, okay. It's um, I have a, a website which my uh, actually thirteen year old daughter created. She yeah, did a pretty good great, job. Yeah, she does a great job. And there are some stretching videos. It needs still needs some work. What's the URL of you? What's the URL it's, for the website? Um, it's uh, SherryTherapy.com. dot com. So uh, my last name S H E R R Y Therapy dot com. Um, I do have a Facebook page. I don't use it much. I have a Twitter account which I'm, I'd like to use a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but mostly it's word of mouth and I'm accessible anytime. My cell phone is the best way to reach me. Uh, if I can give that out, yeah, it's go, go, yeah. 703-587-8403. So text, um, I see clients on Sundays. I see all hours of the day. I'll work whenever people want to, if they want to see session at 6am or at, at eight o'clock at night, I will do my best to fit people in. Um, now that I'm not coaching, I have a lot more time. So yeah. Um, you know, as someone who owns their own business, you understand it's, you don't want to lose that one client cause you may not get them back. Um, That's right. I just actually just got over, um, appendicitis. I don't know. If, did you know that? Yeah. 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 You told me that. So yeah. two weeks ago yesterday I was in surgery and had my appendix removed. And, um, so I couldn't work for a week or exercise. And so it's been rough and now trying to get my own. And it's, you know, there are patients or clients that I lost that I may not get back. You know, that may have been the only time they, they could, or they had a race this week and they wanted to get in right before. So, um, that's why I'm willing to see clients at any time. Cause you just, you know, someone walks into a store and it's too busy. Then they walk out. You may never, never get them back get again. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I always try to, um, be very accessible and return calls. And, um, so, and then also I, on my, and I'm trying to get this going too. I'm doing a little um, private coaching on the side for 10k or marathon and so people can reach out to me if they want some um you know online coaching he is very accessible like you said and you got to be all all hours and you're really good at the massage the isolated active stretching and best in the business so for runners for anybody really i think uh if if you need that service uh we'll, we'll tweet out we'll tweet out his information at pace the nation uh, but definitely give uh, Pete, a, Pete a look up and, and give, him a, give him a shout out there in Reston. All right, Pete. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. The 2003 Marine Corps Marathon. The Marine Corps Marathon is coming up. 2003 Marine Corps Marathon champion. Ran 225 there. Yeah, go check him out. We will tweet out all the information on his business uh, at Pace the Nation. So, Pete, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. All right, there he goes. That's Pete Sherry. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Pete Sherry for joining us on the program. Enjoyed talking to Pete. We could have gone another 30 minutes on 
high school, Northern Virginia cross country. You and sure. Pete also could have gone on about Georgetown <laughs> no, track like you did for the last half hour while Joanna just waited <laughs> for you guys to Sorry. stop talking. Sorry, I know people got things to do and places to be, but thank you to Pete for joining us. We did not talk to him about baseball. He's a big baseball fan, big Yankees fan. Oh, a Yankees fan. I was going to say, yeah. I noticed that he didn't jinx his team today. Yeah, no, his team is not playing right now, but... Uh, Oh, zing. They, well, they've got enough hardware that uh, I, I, I probably can't talk much. How many how many titles have they won? 27. 27. You know who else is a big Yankees fan? Your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it. Peter. Also, I was at a spring training game between the Phillies and the Yankees, mm-hmm. and the Phillies won that game. So by Farley logic, uh, the Yankees only have 26 World Series championships, and the Phillies right. got that uh, exactly. 2009 they uh, did. World Series title back They did in a meaningless spring training game. Well, yeah, I think that's logical. Yeah. I think that's logical. No mm-hmm. asterisk needed. Um, all right. Farley, did you notice that you had a coach in high school, I had a coach in high school, Pete Cherry <laughs> had a coach in high school, and Joanna had a mister? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did notice that. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was probably... Did you call him coach or did you call him mister? Uh, no. A little both? No, I don't remember. Okay. Um, well, you just referred to him as mister. Yeah. Like, even though my coach is not a coach anymore, I still say, hey, coach. Of course. Hey, well, coach, how's it going? Did you... Did your coaches also teach at your high school? Yes. No. Because Mr. Corcoran was also the computer science teacher, so I think I was also just used to calling him Mr. Corcoran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a really good coach, though, and he's coached a lot of really great teams at Pope John. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm going to say, him. yeah, I'm going to say he's like the greatest coach in northern <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> All right. Definitely are, for cross country. Uh, no need to fact check either of those, uh, Kelball or Mr. Corcoran. Kelball is basically confirmed by Pete Cherry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He is, if uh, you throw out his Georgetown bias, all the names he gave had Georgetown connections. That's, that's true. That's true. Joanna, what'd you take from the interview? Because uh, I'm, I'm sure that the the one little nugget the guy talked for like 45 <laughs> minutes, right. and the only thing I took out of that was uh, Mister. But Joanna, you're yeah. you're uh, yeah, you're more away. perceptive than I yeah. am. What did you take away? Yeah, I um I tuned out for most of the Virginia talk. <laughs> I didn't listen to any of that. Um, She's the worst. She is the worst. <laughs> but one thing that he did say that I think is. Uh, that a lot of people don't think about because they love to go to expos is he was talking about how people go to expos and they mm. walk around for five hours and then they like go to dinner and they're probably like walking around wherever they are. Um, and I just want to take this opportunity to remind people that they don't have to go to the expo for Marine Corps and potentially ruin their race because right. we can pick up your packet for you at Pacers and then you can just come to a Pacers store. That's right. You can buy $125 worth of Brooks. Shoes and apparel and socks, whatever you want, $125. Shoes and or apparel. Any of it, all of it applies, mm-hmm. and uh, you, we will pick up your packet for you. So you can just come into the Navy Yard store or the Clarendon store on Friday or Saturday, and we'll have your packet. And we'll have a little mini expo as yeah. well, so you won't be missing anything if you don't go to National Harbor, because we'll have a lot of deals with our vendors in store. You will be saving, not only only be not missing anything, you'll be saving hours upon hours. Mm-hmm. Saving time, yep. saving energy, yep. and saving the planet. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Well, it is Marine Corps Marathon time, and it's also, I mean, it's just racing season. The best time of the year for races. We had the Army 10-Miler and the Chicago Marathon this past Sunday. Shout out to my brother who ran 346 at the Chicago Marathon. Is that so a PR? Yeah, it was a PR. So awesome job out there. 
We also had a number of PTN listeners out there. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to... Uh, don't try to list them. D- list we won't, them. We won't get through them all. Or or talk about the, what they what they sent us to our phone, which, of course, you can always reach out to us. The PTN phone number is 703-371-9409. Uh, a number of interviews. We had uh, that 14th Street PTN group uh, conducting interviews with p- people of like Mike Parks. Uh, Darcy was out there doing a number of interviews. I think she was our field reporter for I Chicago. She, yeah. So uh, we'll have to maybe have a s- separate segment for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, really uh, a great uh, great showing from, from loyal listeners out there in Chicago. All right. I mentioned Army 10 Mile. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Stephanie Reich, GRC Pacers running team member who won the army 10 miler in 56 minutes and 30 seconds did you predict that joanna um i didn't mm. but uh i loved when she crossed the finish line she had like a little happy hop yeah when she broke the tape it was really cute i think she might listen to the show i think she might if not well she, let us know she, <laughs> she needs to start listening uh, i know mm-hmm. a number of those so you're telling her right now on the show that if she doesn't listen to the show, she needs to start listening. And Correct. This is, this is the medium in which you're informing her that she needs to start listening to the show. Correct. Okay. Well, Effective. So con- We're going to have a talk after the show. Congratulations and welcome to the program, Stephanie. Um, you also ran Army 10. I did. Yes. You did? I did run the Army 10 Miler. Yes. I went down to watch and I was thinking, man, you just can't run a 10 miler in this town without it being windy. I know. It was a windy day. And uh, I didn't. I honestly didn't bring up the ten miler to mention that I ran it. But yeah, it, it was. But now you'll talk for the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was a windy day, and uh, yeah, enjoyed enjoyed the Army ten miler. I, I like to run Army and 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 Cherry Blossom. They're they're always uh, you know good, well run, huge events in town. So yeah, I had a I had a great time. I had to get in and out very quickly because Julie was at home with the kid and Was she babysitting? She was babysitting the kid <laughs> and the dog. So it was babysitting a, and dog sitting. I had to I had to run as fast as I could and then and sprint, house sitting. sprint to my car. Yes. Doing all those things. Mm-hmm. Sprint to my car to get back to uh help with that babysitting. All Sorry right. Satya. He didn't learn. <laughs> All right, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have our store in Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square. Check us out up there when uh, maybe you're at the New York City Marathon to watch us run. It's only about, I don't know, 45 to an hour away. Maybe you can uh, make a road trip there. So I know we usually do like emails on the tweets episode. Uh, not everybody listens to the tweets. We got a cool email last week from Nuno, or I'm going to butcher this like Farley butchers name. <laughs> Nuno Sebastia. Okay. Or Sebastio. I'm not sure. Good. There's a, uh, subject is new foreign listener and it isn't from Canada. Wow. <laughs> What's up, Chris, Joanna and Docs? Greetings from Portugal. Farley, do you know what Portugal is? South America. Yes. Uh, Nailed it. What's it's, up? It's in Europe. It's, oh, really? uh, yeah, it's next to Spain. I'm not doing a bit here. On the Iberian Peninsula. Not, not doing a bit. 
Uh, you could have asked him where's the who, Iberian Peninsula. Uh, who knows this stuff? Like, like uh, pretty much ninety percent <laughs> of the people in the world. Uh, you're not helping us keep Nuno as a listener, right? Okay. Now. Uh, just just so you know, Joanna and I know where Portugal is, and we know that you speak Portuguese, and we know that the capital is, is Lisbon. Anyway, right. Um, greetings from Portugal. Just want to congratulate you for the awesome podcast. I started listening in Rojo's episode and liked so much that I downloaded the oldest episodes. Currently, I'm at episode 11 and dying to know how Joanna first face-to-face with her nemesis, Charlie, turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks well, for the company and my solo runs. Nuno. That's awesome. That's a great email. Yeah. Very Thank much you, appreciated. Uh, as you know, we love... Uh, positive feedback yeah, right. unfortunately if you're only on episode 11 you're not going to hear this uh shout out for like another six months but right. uh when you get there thank you very much email us again when you get get to this point and you, you'll know how the showdown went because charlie hasn't been on the show in quite some time <laughs> so there was a victor <laughs> yeah he's still licking his wounds that's right email the show of course pacenation at gmail.com of course you can always call the program 703-371-9409 and tweet us at Pace the Nation. Um, and also, speaking of listeners, okay. we have a new listener named Caitlin. Um, and Caitlin she, K? Uh, no, Caitlin K is an old listener. Yeah. This is a different Caitlin. Uh, you calling Caitlin old? <laughs> yeah, I think Caitlin K old? <sighs> I just <No>. can't win. <laughs> no. All right, so Caitlin came in the store. Caitlin yes. came in the store and she's a new listener and she's binging. So she's at nice. the beginning um, and like our Portuguese friend, she's going to eventually get to this episode. And when you get here, Caitlin... It's been a wild ride. Yeah, it has been. So let us know hope, that you're here. Hope you're both still with us. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> they probably bailed about episode 16, 17, something like that. Mm. I don't know. Uh, and also, congratulations to loyal listener Annie Hughes, who just got married. Nice. Congratulations, Annie Hughes. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Do you know where she got married? Uh, no, DC, I, Arlington, I, I Clarendon. Don't, I don't know. I actually. think she got married in the heart of uh, Arlington <laughs> County. She got married at the store. You oh, you weren't uh, there for that. I missed it. Not a bad spot to get married. Way to go, Annie! Congratulations. So we managed to make it about <laughs> us again. <laughs> Classic. Uh, all right. All right. Good show, guys. Thanks to our guest, Pete Cherry, the second 2003 Marine Corps Marathon champion we've had on the program. We will tweet out all Pete's information at Pace the Nation. Thank you to Amy Docs. Thank you to Joanna E. Russo. Good luck with your training, guys. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
You're going to be like Tupac wearing the Penny Hardaways in a video. I don't know if anybody will know that reference. You know what I'm talking about. You guys know Tupac Shakur, yeah. dead. But he recorded all these videos and stuff. Dead? Like, well, this is... Right? I mean, let me finish. Let me finish. So they're like, oh, he was in the studio before he was shot. He has like five albums worth of stuff. Kept putting stuff out. They're like, we shot a video. He's wearing the Penny Hardaways in the video. The Penny Hardaways didn't come out until like a year later. So that feeds into the theory... Now we can make a video, and we can kill Farley tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) and then we'll have a conspiracy theory out there. Are you recording it? Good. Mm. Although I'm shouting. I I figured that Joanna wasn't going to hang out with us while we were in New York, so I didn't see the reason to bring in the stuff. Good point. You go. No, Doc goes first. You go, lady. No, no, no. You go, lady. All right. All right, let me back. Uh, I think it's kind of weird because it's not, because you're making her wedding about us. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, well, there's 